Yes? Delivery for you. Thank you. Uh, I just need your signature first. If you could sign here, please. Mm, do you have a stylus? It broke off. Just use your finger, it'll be fine. Okay. Yep, there you go. Thank you. What's it doing? My pad's detected an invalid signature, I'm afraid. A what? It doesn't recognise the signature you've given. It cross-references our database to ensure that you're not forging a signature and fraudulently trying to claim parcels that aren't yours. But that's my signature I gave you. Not according to our records, it isn't. Maybe I just did it wrong. Let me try again. Oh, no, you don't. You only get one chance. Otherwise, I'll think you're trying to cheat the system. But I'm not. Look, look at it from my perspective. Am I supposed to stand here and let you keep trying until you get it right? If you're really who you say you are, you'd know your signature off by heart. Well, it's probably because I didn't have a stylus. Nope. This device has the very latest in handwriting recognition software. It can detect forgery attempts with a 98.4 accuracy rating. Just just give me my parcel. Don't shout at me. I'm not the one committing fraud here. Identity theft is a very serious crime, you know. But I'm me. Honestly, I can fetch you some ID to prove it. Stay where I can see you. I can't let imposters out of my sight. What are you talking about? If you go back inside, you might try and escape through the back door. Escape? This is my house! Not for much longer. The police would be interested in searching this house after you've been detained. Detained? Yep. The great thing about these PDAs is that when they detect a fraudulent transaction, they automatically alert the authorities. I'm just keeping you talking until the feds get here. Ah, right on cue. The suspect is right here. What? I haven't done anything wrong. That's what they all say. Take him away. What do... Get, get the fuck off! Get the... Oh, I guess they won't need this parcel where they're going. Oh, a parson's bracket. This I've always wanted. I'm standing in the high street of Simon's Cobb. This bakery hasn't opened in two years, yet it isn't out of business. We spoke to the owner to find out why. The locals seem keen to support you. I've seen them posting envelopes through the door all the time we've been here. So you get a lot of well wishes? No, that's money. They're just dropping in cash until you get on your feet again. That's incredibly generous, considering it's been two years. Not exactly. They're paying me not to bake. I don't understand. You're not aware of my gingerbread men? I'm afraid not. Well, you'll have heard the fairy tale. I have. Well, basically, that. They come to life? Yes. I prepare the door, roll them, cut them, decorate them, and then... So, let me get this straight. They come to life, can move around, speak. They have a soul. No, they're still ginger. They just wander around the town. They get bored and disenfranchised. They start throwing stuff, tripping folks, blowing up cars, knocking on doors, running away. That kind of thing. 
Did you say blowing up cars? No. Now, if you'll excuse me, Baron Dimash is due round for the daily warding. Once upon a time, not so long ago, there was a little girl, and her name was Amelia. And she had a shop. It was rather an unusual shop, because it didn't sell anything. You see, everything in that shop window was a piece of disused medical equipment that Amelia had found and brought home to Bagpiss. Amelia's catheter, Bagpiss. The most discoloured, the most unsightly, the most diseased, soggy old piss bag in the whole wide world. Bag piss, dear bag piss, old flat soggy cat piss, your dried on ammonia makes my eyes sting. Wake up, be bright, encrusted with shite, bag piss, oh why do you ming? Oh, Amelia, where in the world are your parents? Here at Munich we pride ourselves on having the most secure vaults in the world. Our locks have withstood drilling, thermite, explosions, the works. No one gets into one of our trademark Murich vaults, and that's a guarantee. These babies are indestructible. Yes, your treasured possessions and valuables are more than safe in our care. If that wasn't enough, biometrics ensure that you can't even get into the same room as the vault. Retina scans, thumb and forefinger prints, plus saliva samples ensure your identity, and a unique keycard and access code will stop any intruder from getting this far. Now, let's show you inside one of the vaults. No doubt you'll be impressed by it. What in blazes? Hello. Don't mind me. This is impossible. I'm just having to sit down. Just act like I'm not here. There's no way on earth you could be in here. Would you like a black bullet? No, I would not like a black bullet. I want answers. All right, then. You do that, and I'll just be on my way. You think you can just walk out of here? You're right. I shall call a taxi. Get me the FBI. But we're English. They have no jurisdiction here. Then get me someone of suitable authority, preferably with a gun. He's already gone. I just feel a lot safer, you know? Well, hello, and welcome to Isn't Telly Wonderful, the show that looks back at the nation's favourite telly and milks clips from it in order to sell more advertising space. I'm Gross Lloydman, and today I'll be poking my beaky fizzog into one of telly's most glorious bright spots. And I'm not talking about those weird lights that sear themselves onto the back of your retinas after immense exposure. I am, of course, talking about Space Force, the marvellous galactic romp that spawned a thousand imitators. 
namely that one made by Steve Carell, the bastard. I knew we should have copyrighted it. Nevertheless, we've dug up some special footage from the pocket of the long-deceased director of the CCB's jacket. Here we have the original audition tape from Linguini, the actress who went on to star as Captain Brainway. Listen good, because Carell's lawyers probably won't let us repeat this. I'm coming for you, Carell, and when I do you'll feel the fury of a thousand suns. Roll the tape. I'm Lynn. I'll be auditioning for the role of, um, well, <laughs> whatever you've got, really. Uh, let's see. Uh, Lynn, Lynn... Ah, yes, uh, Miss Queenie. So, there's a few interesting morsels on your CV here. There are? Are they toast crumbs? Anything will do. I'm starving. No, I mean, your previous experience caught my eye. Oh, I see. I'm sorry. I just missed breakfast this morning. And dinner last night. And lunch before that. Would you like some of my panini? Yes! Oh my god! <clears throat> Do go on. Right, so you've done a lot of amateur dramatics at a local level? Yes, unpaid. And I see you've performed with the Shakespeare Appreciation Society? Again, unpaid. I also see you played Nancy and Oliver Twist. Tell me about that. Oh, it was brilliant. Best experience of my life. See, they prepared this big feast for the food, glorious food number, and afterwards it was all going to waste, so they let me eat some of it. It was plastic, but still, best food I've had for months. Right, well, Space Force, the show that we're making, is probably going to be a step up from what you're used to. Uh, we're looking for upcoming talent that isn't well established, um, but we'll need someone who's going to be able to grow with the show. Uh, do, you do you think you could be that person? I'm sure I could. I've struggled all my life to get to this point. If I was successful, I'd never forget the days on end without meals, the electricity being cut off, learning my dance routines in the dark, all of that. One time I had to eat my final demand letters just to keep going. Great, well, uh, if you could just give us a few reads from the script, in your own time. Um, page 27? Okay. Mr. Puvak, please repair the replicator! I simply must have more truffled boar burgers. More, I say. More. Nice. Try page 62. Captain, we are heading for the cream-filled planet of Succulent V. Should I plod a course? Or seven? All right, and one more. Try page 114. The marzipan people have agreed to lay down their space arms, Captain. In restitution... They have asked that we open our mouths and they will send their plumpest and sweetest people into our gaping moors to beg for forgiveness. Ah, uh, are we done here? Yes, perfect. I have to say that was a great performance. We have a few other people to see, but we'll call you either way and let you know. My phone line was disconnected. Oh, uh, well, I'm sure we'll find some way to contact you. Uh, it'll be Friday. I'll just hang outside the studio for the next three days. Thanks for the opportunity, though. It's been great to meet you. Okay, bye. Let's take five while I get another panini.
We've reached that point in the broadcast where we go over live to trusted whisperer Jacoby Goodclone with the Monster Forecast. Hola! The skeleton key is at large throughout the boroughs of Bainbridge and Bad Bullock. Leave all exterior doors unlocked to confuse the ossified locksmith. Be aware he may be wearing the skin of someone you know and trust. The yearning has taken hold throughout Melvin's indifference. Droves of citizens have been compelled to walk out into the forbidden area where they're presently facing a small island barely visible in the acid sea. It's expected there will be several hundred fatalities before the compulsion abates and tens of thousands return to their homes. Under no circumstances question your friends and relatives on their experience. It's believed that this instance was triggered by curious loved ones attempting hypnoregression. The Homo Lepidoptera border zone is moving again. All territories northwest of Pendleton's Bulwark will be officially handed over tonight. Any citizens who have not presented stage two compound eyes are advised to retreat to shyness pity. That's all for today. There's just time to take a look at the photos you've been sending in from around the country. Some really awe-inspiring shots of the aura all of Mavis, the truly beautiful electromagnetic effect generated annually by women born during the transcendence of Mavis Kanker. You can even see a face in some of these. Welcome to Tesmart. To begin the checkout procedure, please scan your first item. Please place the item in your bag. You have successfully put your item in the bag. Say yes for yes, or no for no. Yes. Please scan your next item. Please place your item in the bag. Have you successfully put your item in the bag? Say yes for yes, or no for no. Yes. I'm sorry, I didn't catch that. Please speak louder. Yes. Please scan your next item. Please place your item in the bag. Have you successfully put your item in the bag? Yes. Louder. Yes. Please scan your next item. Please place your item in the bag. Have you successfully placed your yes. item? Yes! To confirm, please say yes loudly three times in quick succession. Yes, yes, yes. Say, oh God, yes. Oh God, yes. Cleanup required at checkout three. Sticky white residue is clogging up the coin slot on checkout three due to a customer infraction. Sir, please do not orgasm on our machines. I didn't. It's a complete lie. Honestly, mate, we get this more often than you'd think. Just leave quietly, we'll forget the whole thing. Uh, uh, okay. Thank you for coming at Testmart. You're under arrest for looking shifty. Hey, I was minding my own business. And what is your business? Selling drugs to squirrels. Oh, very well. Sorry to disturb you and your important business.
back to Isn't Telly Wonderful. Gross Lloydman here, delivering you another slice of sickening telly sycophancy. Swiped fresh from the underground bunker under the rubble that was the CCB studio, we have another Space Force audition tape ready for your gaping ears. This time we'll be hearing from the renowned actor Ian McStewart, showing us how to audition if you have all the breaks and privileges of a rotund white southerner with money. Sounds a lot like that Corel git, doesn't it? Excluding the rotund part. And being a southerner. But I hear he's from the United States, and we all know they can't act for toffee. They probably don't even have toffee. A failed state of degenerates, the lot of them. Roll the tape. Okay then, who's our next audition with, uh, let's see the schedule. Oh, fuck. It is I, Ian McStewart. Uh, Mr. McStewart, long time no see. We've met? Oh, for heaven's sake, boy, what's your name? Steve Burton, I... You auditioned for a film I was directing once. Really? Well, it can't have made much of an impression. Perhaps I was in the midst of performing a critically acclaimed play of some kind. Probably. What made you want to audition for Space Force today? My agent said television is where the talent is these days. Apparently there's been something of a creative boon on the idiot box recently, and that shouldn't be allowed to happen without the renowned Ian McStewart at the forefront of it. Now, script me, boy, or heaven help me, all this chin-wagging shall needlessly drain my vast pool of talent. Here you are, Mr. McStewart. Please take it from the top of page 50. <coughs> Number two. Hold her steady while I line up this almost impossible shot. Wait a second. What's the captain's name? It's Captain Brainway. Is that okay? For heaven's sake, man. You knew I was auditioning today. Why isn't the captain called McStewart? Because we wanted a name that showed the intelligence of the character. The name McStewart insinuates intelligence. Besides, if this show is going to be my televisual vehicle, it's only fair that I get top billing and my name should be mentioned at all times. I really don't want to change the character's name. The writing team would probably kill me if I asked for that. I care not one jot. If the writers don't like writing, perhaps they shouldn't have become writers. I like being the star, and that is what I shall be. Right, I'll make a note, if you get the part. When? If we'll have to change the character's name. Anything else before we go any further? For heaven's sake, didn't my agent forward you my list of demands? Uh, don't see anything here. Oh, oh, wait, is it this thing where all the letters were individually cut out and stuck on a piece of paper? We thought it was a ransom note. My agent has appalling handwriting, so she does that instead. Takes her a year to write Christmas cards. Okay, so reading through your demands here, it says you'd like all of the characters to look at you at all times. Of course, they should always be looking at their captain, preferably in awe. You'd like a whole episode dedicated to your spoken word album? Fireside McStewart. The most reasonable thing on this list is that you want your trailer to be periwinkle blue. I would accept duck egg blue if push came to shove. Well, thank you for coming down, Mr McStewart. We'll be in touch. Don't you want me to read any lines? Oh, but of course you don't. You already know how great I am. I shall expect a call henceforth. Oh, and thanks for the panini. Hey! I won't let that man have the captain's part on principle, but having him attached could get us some funding. On the other hand, his salary's so huge we'd probably have to make cutbacks on the other cast. Uh, measure up, 
Puvak's costume, I suspect we might have to rope in one of the backroom staff for his part. Well, you know what they say. Every day's a school day. But, sir, we, we don't have school at weekends. I've arranged it so that school gets to keep you here 24-7. Oh, You're welcome. I hope you hugged your parents tightly this morning. It's the last time you'll ever see them. So that's when I said to him, squeeze those beans anymore and I'll show you the true meaning of percolation. Oh, <laughs> Gerald, you're so hilarious. It wasn't a joke, but whatever. So, this is me? Yes, I know, Geraldine. Uh, no, my name's Jessica. Can I call you Geraldine? Not really, on account of my actual name being Jessica. Uh, but wouldn't it be funny if I was called Geraldine? Gerald and Geraldine? People would find it hilarious. We'll work on it further down the road. So, as I said, this is me. Yes, I know. You're stood there twiddling your hair and biting your lip for some reason. Oh, you mean this is your house? <laughs> You're so funny. I honestly don't think I've laughed this hard on a date before. Well, you needn't worry. The tone of your laughter wasn't too grating, so I didn't feel the urge to shove napkins in your mouth. <laughs> you, you see? I don't know how you come up with this stuff. Thanks for walking me home. Right then, so what happens now? Do we arrange a second date? I mean, we could. Unless you wanted to come up for some coffee. Yes, let's get inside. Now, quickly, quickly. Give me your keys. Oh my god, you're a riot. How do you open this damn door? So help me. <laughs> come here, let me do it. Where's the coffee? Oh, you really do want coffee? Uh, that's fine, I guess. Kitchen through here, is it? I need to inspect your premises to see what kind of coffee you're capable of making. Right, okay, sure. Uh, what do you usually drink? A double choco mocha latte mate, minky slinky sugary stevie with raspberry coolis. And if there's any foam, then so help me. <laughs> Did you just make that up? That's hysterical. I don't see the appropriate apparatus. Where's the foamy nozzle? Do you even have a percolating stirrer rhombus? Oh, for pity's sake. How do you live like this? I don't know what any of that is. Why don't you just take a seat and I'll make you a cup of Kenko. Kenko? <laughs> Please don't spit on the floor. Well, I'd spit on your coffee-making apparatus, but you don't appear to have any. I have a kettle. A kettle? Never heard of such a thing. <laughs> Is this another one of your jokes? It's this device here. It heats water. Why don't you use a thermohydrated fluid piston? I'm sure this is just as good. Very well, I shall try your kettle. But if it's not up to standard, then so help me. I'm sure you'll have forgotten all about the coffee in a second. It's like you don't even know me at all. While we wait, why don't we go through into the bedroom? Why? Everything I want is in here. Well, it's going to take a few minutes to boil. I thought we could find something else to do. You know, to pass the time. I'm more than happy to wait. Besides, can this kettle device be left unattended? Well, if you don't want to go into the bedroom, 
Maybe you'd like to take a bath instead. Will there be foam? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Are you really that bothered about having a coffee? Well, you offered. If you're not prepared to supply an adequate beverage, maybe you shouldn't invite people in. I, I just thought we could do something else, you know, together. Well, don't worry. I'll just have my coffee, then I'll be out of your hair. I, I don't know if you're playing hard to get or if you're just really dense. How much longer? <sighs> all right, let me spell it out. Cards on the table and all that. I want to have sex. What? Is that a problem? I came here for a coffee. We can do that too, but I thought our date was going really well and everything. You invite me in for coffee, and all you can offer me is a night of carnal passion? Did you lure me into your house under false pretenses? What? Of course not. Coffee is just code for, well, sex. Oh, I've never heard of such a thing. Why can't people just say what they mean? Do you often lure people in with the offer of a delicious beverage and then try to have sex with them? So help me. Is that a no then? If you hadn't lied to me, then maybe. As it is, I've got a massive thirst on now. I feel betrayed. Oh, sorry, I guess. But you have to understand it's quite disappointing for me too. Self, self, self. You know what? You can cram your Kenko. I'm off down to Moonbucks, where they know how to make a real caffeinated beverage. Goodbye. Oh, and just so you know, you've ruined any chance of getting a piece of this tight arse. <sighs> Looks like I'm flying solo tonight, then. So, as we can see, in order for life to thrive and multiply, we have to make sure that the four essentials are in place. These are food, water, warmth, and time. And this is the basis of all life on Earth. And who threw that? Oh, no one wants to own up to it? Then let me consult the enchanted painting. Parker, it was you, wasn't it? No, no, it wasn't me. Are you calling the enchanted painting of Benevolin a liar? No, not at all. Right, detention. I want you back here at lunchtime for an hour with the screaming mask. What? No! Now, where were we? Yes, so these are the fundamentals that have allowed life to spread across the earth. Who's laughing? Adelaide, was that you? Me? No, sir. Well, the all-seeing orb of Isaiah seems to think otherwise. It wasn't me, I swear. Oh, you swear, do you? Very well, you can come back after school and swear in front of the entombed remains of Amun-Ra. If you're so confident, you won't mind taking a blood pact with the cursed King of Undeath now, will you? All right, I did it. At last, the truth. I think you need to spend some time reflecting on this incident inside the mirror of replacement. I bet your parents would prefer some time with the well-behaved version of you from the other side, don't you? Please, no. I'll be good. Oh, yes, you will. Now, on with the lesson. Given the right set of circumstances, life can blossom almost anywhere. All right, who's stuck chewing gum under the desk? Well, someone must have, otherwise the bell of St. Apollonia wouldn't be ringing, would it? Very well, if no one's going to own up, I'll just have to put on the Shroud of Clarity and peer into everyone's souls at break time. It was Spencer, sir. No! Spencer! You know what we do to liars, don't you, Spencer? I'm not lying! 
Oh, we'll see when we sit you on the candid throne and listen as you blurt out all your deepest, darkest secrets in front of the whole school. Okay, okay, it was me. That's better. You'll see me after class, and you'll remove that gun with the spatula of Zevius. No, not the spatula. Anything but the spatula. Oh, yes, you're sorry now, aren't you? Ah, class dismissed. On you go. Quickly now, before the chimes stop and place a terrible curse on your families. You have been listening to This, That and the Other. The voices you have just heard are Patrick Heaviside, Adam Lloyd, Sam Anderson, and our guests, Cy Heaviside and John Blythe. This episode was written by Adam Lloyd and Patrick Heaviside. If you like what we do, leave us a review and listen to our stuff more. Play each episode repeatedly ten times a day. I know I do, but they literally don't let me listen to anything else. We know times are weird right now, but if you can support the show, then go to ko-fi slash tta podcast. Give us money. It'll help us make more of these. And who knows, maybe your patronage will help us make more than one episode a month. Until next time, avoid COVID and the police. Mr. Glenman, give me a ream. Extend your tongue now and lap up the cream. You know it's rough when you use your fingers. That's why I much prefer analingus, Mr. Glenman. Explore my bumpet. Please, can you polish my rusty trumpet? Come on now and make me scream. Mr. Glenman, give me a ream. Mr. Glenman, give me a ream Just put your mouth now where no one has been It's uncharted, so when you come over Explore my moon just like a lunar rover Mr. Glenman, I live alone So when I squeal, there's only us home your magic tongue feels like a dream Mr. Glamman, give me a ream Mr. Glamman, Yes? Oh fuck you can speak Yes? Just hush your mouth now and make me squeak Please take a heed of my thirsty ballad and use your tongue to toss my salad Mr. Glenman don't let me get cold my bum is peachy it's ripe and not old come on now and make me scream Mr. Glenman give me please 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 Mr. Glenman please give me a ream